Welcome to the Perimenopausal Mamas podcast for hormonal mamas who want to reclaim their own natural state of health to thrive and raise healthy kids. I'm Dr. Lisa Weeks, naturopathic doctor in Toronto, Canada, and I'm a perimenopausal mama to my little boy named Stuart. And I'm Dr. Tony Reed, naturopathic doctor, birth doula, and hypnobirthing educator in Calgary, Canada, and I'm a perimenopausal mama to my little girl, Frankie. Thanks for supporting us for the past 100 episodes. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also support us by visiting our Patreon page, where you can find out how you can join us for our monthly patron webinar, where we do a deeper dive discussion about all things perimenopause. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not meant to substitute professional medical advice. Always consult with your licensed healthcare provider. Welcome back, everyone, to the Perimenopausal Mamas podcast. I'm excited to have a repeat guest on. It'll be Joy McCarthy's third time. Today, we're going to be talking about skin health from the inside out. Um, And Joy is amazing. So we'll link to the other two episodes that she's been on episode 78 for approaches to rosacea, and episode 33, some support for detox for hormone balance. But first, I'll introduce Joy. So Joy McCarthy is the founder of Joyous Health, an award winning certified holistic nutritionist. And she's the best selling author of the Joyous cookbook, Joyous Detox, and Joyous Health. She's also the co-founder of Hello Joyous, an organic and plant-based beauty brand with a rock-solid mission to help people find more joy in the everyday. Joy also hosts her own podcast, the Joyous Health Podcast, which I've been a guest on a few times. I always love chatting with you, Joy. Um, That was so much fun. (laughs) Oh, thank you. And Joy is a trusted nutrition expert. She's been featured on Marilyn Dennis, The Social, CNN, and CBC. Joy is a regular natural health expert on the popular daytime television show City Line. She lives in Toronto with her husband, Walker, and their daughter, Vienna. You can find her on Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook, and TikTok. So welcome back, Joy. Thank you for having me. It's wonderful to be back. Oh, my pleasure. I'm so glad we were actually able to meet in person at the Canadian Health Food Association trade show a while back. That was a I know that was so nice. It's yeah, it's always so like, I feel like I know you because we've obviously we've spent time together on zoom. (laughs) Yeah, it's always it's so nice to like meet in real life. Definitely. And for those that haven't met you in real life, you definitely, your radiance is even brighter in person, which is hard to believe. And you definitely have such a welcoming and warm um, personality. And I always love all, all the knowledge you share. You really make things accessible. So I'm excited to talk about the topic for today. Thank you. Amazing. So yeah, we're approaching, well, I'm now 45. I think you're in your 40s oh, yeah. too, right? Yeah, so we're I, the same age. Are, oh, you, are you a 77 baby? 78. Okay. I'm turning 46 at the end of this year. All right. Wow. Yeah. So we're the same age, basically. (laughs) We're the same age. Yeah. And as I'm starting to notice, you know, changes in my skin and I'm doing everything Mm -hmm. I can, you know, in terms of nutrition and hydration, but I want to get your perspective because you're really immersed in skincare because you have the Hello Joyous line. And I love your products, by the way, I'll talk about those in a, in, you know, near the end of the podcast, but um, I know you're really like on, you know, doing a lot of research and staying up to date to support skin health from the inside inside out and from the outside in. Um, But what are some of the best foods and drinks for our skin being a nutritionist? I know you're well versed in these. Well, that's a great question. And, you know, glowing skin really involves like a combination of factors. Uh, and food, it, it, good news is that there's so many great foods and beverages. There's certain drinks that can really, really benefit um, our skin, whether we have, whether our concern is, you know, skin aging or if we have, you know, a skin disorder, acne, eczema, psoriasis, rosacea. The nice thing is all the different foods that I'll share or drinks can, can benefit all of those things. And also whole body health, because 
as you know, everything is connected. So the things that you can do, the healthy foods to eat that support your skin are going to benefit the body as a whole. So let's start simple and talk about the importance of water <laughs> because staying well hydrated is so essential for helping to maintain your skin's moisture. Of course, it's not the only thing, but it, if you're not drinking water, your skin is going to be drier and it also helps um, your skin to maintain its elasticity and indirectly your um, digestive system functions so much better when you're well hydrated and, you know, having a healthy digestive system and healthy elimination is so important for healthy skin. Green tea is another one. So I like talking about green tea because it is so rich in antioxidants, um, like catechins, which can really help. So a lot of people have sun damaged skin, uh, and that sun damage, um, can really cause premature wrinkling and green tea. These antioxidants within green tea can actually help to protect your skin, um, from that damage caused by free radicals. However, it's not like sunblock using a sunscreen, um, but green tea is absolutely very beneficial. And then moving along to let's stay on the liquid. So let's just talk about olive oil. Olive oil is such an amazing source of monounsaturated fatty acids, also so high in antioxidants. I feel, you know, a lot of people kind of just think of when they think of fats, they think of, okay, healthy, healthy skin, healthy moisturization. Um, but the antioxidants are within olive oil are very powerful as well. But when it comes to olive oil, buying like cold pressed organic in a dark glass bottle is going to ensure that you have a higher presence of antioxidants. So buying good quality is really key as well. And then should we talk about some foods as well? Sure. I love that you threw yeah. in olive oil and the antioxidant component. Yeah. Cause I usually think of it more as like a healthy fat, but yeah, you're right. Right. There's right. a lot of antioxidants in olives. So now we know how to kind of like hydrate with the tea, with the water, with the oil. Yeah. What some of, what are some of your skin, you know, favorite skin foods? Yeah. And supporting so, foods. <laughs> oh, there's, there's so many. Um, so moving along to let's talk about nuts and seeds. So, um, you know, like almonds, sunflower seeds, walnuts, pumpkin seeds are such good sources of vitamins, minerals. I mean, pumpkin seeds are a great source of zinc. Uh, zinc is excellent for helping to prevent things like acne and of course supports our immune system as well. But nuts and seeds are a great source of healthy fats, very anti-inflammatory inflammatory fats. So, you know, a little goes a long way. If you have, you know, salted roasted almonds sitting at your desk and you have like a bucket of them and you're listening to this, you know, a small handful, think if you were to pick an almond from a tree, remove it from its shell, how many almonds would you actually eat? You'd maybe eat like five or six. And, you know, when it comes to the research, looking at nuts and seeds in terms of how they can benefit our health, it's usually like a small amount. Um, so just, just to bear that in mind. Of course, fatty fish, um, omega are such a great source of omega-3 essential fatty acids. So salmon, mackerel, sardines, these help to really reduce inflammation. That's key, especially if you are more fair-skinned and you're prone to redness. Uh, and of course, fats keep your skin moisturized, really help you to moisturize from the inside out. And then any foods that are really rich in vitamin C. Um, so red and yellow bell peppers uh, are also a source of beta carotene, uh, which is so important for collagen. Uh, what else? Vitamin C is such a is so high in antioxidants. Antioxidants prevent free radicals. Free radicals are what what damage DNA and cause wrinkles. Yellow bell peppers are have some of the highest levels of vitamin C. But of course, there's lots of fruits. There's lots of other vegetables that are rich in vitamin C as well, um, which help to vitamin C. I'm sure your listeners know help to boost collagen production. And collagen is what gives your skin structure and. Support Support. And as we age, um, our body does not produce collagen as quickly as it used to when we, we were young. Our collagen breaks down faster, so it's a bit of a double whammy. So eating foods that are rich in vitamin C will help your body uh, make more collagen. Strawberries, um, oranges, kiwi, broccoli, cauliflower. I don't like to like, I don't want to single out any one 
food and I would just like the listeners to eat a variety of fruits and vegetables. Eat, uh, eat the rainbow because then you get a variety of phytonutrients. Phytonutrients are what give foods their color, also their taste and texture. So phytonutrients are beneficial to us. Not all of them are benefiting our skin, but you know, different phytonutrients will help your liver better detox, um, support brain health, um, help prevent cancer. So, you know, eating a lot of different colors is, is really beneficial. And then of course, um, sweet potatoes, such a great source of fiber. So that's helping digestion, which helps elimination, high in beta carotene foods that are, um, that orange color, high in beta carotene, which is a precursor to vitamin A, super important for skin health. Um, did I miss anything? I'm sure I did. Fermented foods, fermented foods. So fermented foods have probiotics in them. So live bacteria, which can support gut health. Um, and the gut skin access is, you know, it's a bi-directional, your skin and your gut are always in communication. So anything you can do to support gut health and keep inflammation down in your gut is going to support, uh, your overall skin as well. So sort of in, um, in summary, eating foods that have healthy fats, uh, and eating foods, eating lots of different types of fruits and vegetables are key. And protein, obviously very important as well, because protein's a building block of every cell in your body. Um, so healthy sources of protein, whether you're animal-based or you eat plant-based foods, just ensure that you have protein at every meal and snack and you'll feel more balanced. Your blood sugar will be more balanced, which has so many benefits for skin health too. I love all those recommendations. I love that you pointed out, you know, eat a rainbow. Don't always pick the same things and just be like, oh, I'm getting my vitamin C from my oranges and leave it at that. So really try to eat that rainbow of foods. And people might be thinking, what about chocolate covered almonds? <laughs> well, oh, yeah. Get well, you know, worst, <laughs> the worst foods. I guess it's not the yeah. worst food, but too high in sugar, things. too high yeah. in sugar. Mind you, yep. coca cacao, if you're having like, you know, dark chocolate, like with a high percentage, um, that's also a beauty super food as well, because it's so high in antioxidant flavonoids, so anti-inflammatory. But the problem with chocolate becomes like, how much sugar is there in there? So, mm -hmm. you know, you have to be cautious of that because then, you know, sure, you're having your almonds, but sugar is so inflammatory and not good for your skin. That's right. Yeah. So maybe a few, not the whole, you know, bulk barn bag of the chocolate. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, what are some things, other things we should limit or, you know, avoid in terms of foods and drinks to help with skin health and healthy aging? So let's just carry on from what we were just talking about, which was sugar and uh, sugary foods and drinks and, you know, high glycemic foods. Uh, so when we're eating foods that are high in sugar, this uh, promotes our blood sugar spikes really quickly. And these blood sugar spikes uh, can exacerbate many different conditions um, because increasing inflammation. So things like acne. The other thing is high sugar intake can lead to glycation which is a process where the sugar is attached to the proteins in your skin. And this causes your skin to be less flexible and more prone to wrinkles. So basically high sugar can essentially kind of break down collagen and cause sort of your skin to sag faster, which we don't want. So, you know, I, I think about, I think back to when I was in my twenties and I was a total sugar addict like I, um, this was before I became a nutritionist and I used to work for an advertising agency. And one of my clients was the brand was the company that makes M&Ms. And I used to have under my desk, I had boxes. I had literally had hundreds of bags of peanut M&Ms. For some people, this might be a dream, but in a way it was a nightmare <laughs> for me because I was such a sugar addict. And when I look back at pictures of myself, oh my gosh, my skin was like, did not look like a 25 year old. It was just so inflamed. I looked puffy and it was just eating that sugar all the time. Yeah. So sugar, I would say like of all the, the foods that I could really pick on, um, or drinks, like, you know, if you think of pop or juice, I would, I would definitely say sugar is up there with, if, with one of the worst, um, fried foods full of unhealthy fats. So, I mean, it doesn't mean you can never eat French fries. You go out for dinner and that's like the only time you ever eat French fries. And maybe that's like once a month. I really don't think that's that big of a deal. 
But, you know, if it's your go-to having fried foods, uh, that, and also be aware that, you know, a lot of like different frozen foods that you might buy that you pop in the oven, a lot of times they're, they are, they are fried first. And that's how you get that crispy texture when you bake it. So they're really high in unhealthy fats that lead to inflammation, can clog pores, um, clogging pores leads to things like acne, but just inflammation overall ages our skin. So just being aware of those things. Dairy is one of those funny things. It, it It is a common trigger for people, but not for everybody. It's a trigger, common trigger for people for breakouts and acne um, due to the hormones and depending where you live in the world. If you know if you have any US listeners, there can be different hormones in the milk over there that can really affect people's skin. And that's been shown in research as well that dairy can be an acne promoter. But if dairy is not something that bothers you, then, you know, I would stick to things like kefir, uh, fermented dairy products um, could potentially be really beneficial for gut health. But it's such an individual thing that it depends on your own your own body. Like me personally, I can eat a little bit of cheese if I stick to like goat cheese and, and sheep milk type cheeses, I, and my skin is totally fine. I don't have irritation or redness, but if I was to, you know, start slurping back, you know, cappuccinos with cow's milk, oh, that would not be, that would be a disaster. (laughs) Um, So alcohol, uh, a big one. Uh, So alcohol, I mean, there's, there's many different ways in which alcohol is bad for your skin. It dehydrates your skin. When your skin is dehydrated, it looks older. This is when wrinkles are more noticeable. So, and also, you know, alcohol is so inflammatory. And if you're prone to redness, um, alcohol does dilate blood vessels. So any sort of redness, puffiness, flushing, um, definitely exacerbates conditions like rosacea. So I would really, uh, limit alcohol as much as possible. And if, if your listener, if someone listening has an actual skin condition, then it's something I would actually cut out completely and just see how your, how your skin reacts. And then the final one I would say is just like, you know, processed foods, because there can be hidden ingredients, different artificial additives, food dyes, um, different synthetic food preservatives. You know, some people are sensitive to these and they can cause allergic reactions or things like hives or, or rashes. Like if you have like an unknown rash or skin sensitivity, you just can't figure it out. I would really look to your diet and how many processed foods are you eating? And there could be an ingredient that you don't even realize is a trigger. So eat more wholesome foods. A lot of the foods that I just talked about, like look for foods that don't have a long list of ingredients. Look for foods that aren't even in a package. And that's just a really simple way to eat. I love all these recommendations. Yeah, great things to look out for and pay attention to your individual reactions, right? A lot of people don't realize, yeah, they might be reacting to dairy or maybe, right. you know, when they reach this threshold of sugar and they're eating it every day, they get the dark circles or they feel the skin is more dry. Um, so, I, you know, paying attention to your individual reactions and then adding in some of those great foods um, that you mentioned is going to be so beneficial. And as we get into our, you know, 40s, like what have you, what do you feel has damaged your skin the most? And then what can we do to kind of move forward and have the healthiest glowing skin that we can. Yeah. So as we age, we see more that, especially in our forties, we definitely see the um, effects of our, of the sun damage we got in our twenties. You know, if I only could talk to my 20 year old self and say, Hey, Joy, you should be wearing sunscreen every day. Now I'm a huge fan of the sun for all of the other benefits like vitamin D, But, you know, from a vanity perspective, wearing sunscreen on your face is a great defense for wrinkles. So, you know, this is when you start to see the sun damage effects, you know, sunspots. Um, The other thing is, you know, as we age, as our hormones change, and you're an expert on this, Lisa, you know, as our estrogen starts to decline, this is like what keeps our body juicy and moisturized. (laughs) So as our estrogen declines, this is why so many women start to notice 
notice that their skin is so much drier than it was in their 30s and in their 20s for sure. But, you know, of course, there's things you can do. We, we already talked about dietary and also like your skincare um, should and can change as you get older. Um, you know, it becomes so much more important to keep your skin both hydrated and moisturized as we age to combat those effects of the or of, of more dry, dehydrated skin. Because the reality is when your skin is dry and dehydrated, wrinkles are more noticeable. And as soon as you, you know, you, if you change your diet a bit, if you take the right supplements, if you use the right skincare, it can really make a big difference. You can't, you can't reverse the signs of aging, but I think, you know, some people when they use certain products or they start eating a certain way, feel like they have reversed aging because when they look in the mirror, their skin does look different and does look a lot less wrinkly, but that can just be because they are eating better. Their skin is more moisturized. So moisturized and hydrated skin is a sign of youthful skin. And as we age, we can still have youthful looking skin at, at any age. It's just about, it's just about having awareness of, okay, like, you know, my hormones are declining. So there are things that, that I could potentially do to have healthier skin. And so of course, yeah, antioxidants, all the foods we talked about, like eating a diet rich in antioxidants is key to combat future aging. So to help to really prevent, um, that premature aging and, you know, having, having different, um, using the right products to ensure you stay really well moisturized is key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you have some amazing skincare products. I love your fresh face cleanser, like your I think it's the everyday fresh face cleanser. Yes, yes. Yeah. I love the Hella hydrating serum to put on at night before bed and I just got your joyous Iolic Hello Joyous Eye Oh yes, the eye so are amazing. Yeah. Can you tell um listeners what sort of ingredients to look for and what are some of the benefits that these ingredients have and like do they they obviously I notice a difference topically but you know what do yes. you, what does the research say? Yeah. Yeah, so I think one of the most important things um, to consider when it comes to products is how how are these products affecting my skin microbiome? Because your skin microbiome, just like your gut microbiome, is basically the millions of invisible organisms that live on your face. <laughs> I know that sounds kind of gross, but um, the products you use on a daily basis are going to impact your microbiome. But this microbiome on your skin help, is actually involved in how fast your skin ages, how well hydrated your skin is. And so if people are using foaming cleansers or they're double washing, uh, which is very on trend right now to this like double cleansing, like to use one cleanser and then use a different cleanser. So yeah, so let's just start with like cleansers. Like you don't want to be using products that make your, if a product makes your skin feel tight or dry, then it has stripped your skin barrier function and potentially altered your skin microbiome. So you never want that feeling. And it's interesting because, you know, I've had over, over the years, there's been a couple of times where customers reached out and said, I'm not sure if your fresh, fresh face cleanser is cleaning my skin. And I say, well, how does your skin feel after you use it? And they're like, well, it feels like like it, it feels nice. It feels like silky. Um, and I say, okay, so are, are you used to feeling like that dryness or the rawness of your skin? And they always say yes. And so I have to, like, it's all about education. Okay. Well, that's not actually in our minds. We think that that's clean, but that's stripped skin. So mm-hmm. using a gentle cleanser, um, using waterless cleansers, I recommend as well, because water in itself can, water actually can strip the skin. So I'm a fan of using gentle cleansing. And also, even if you are using a gentle cleanser, if you're scrubbing your skin or using a rough towel to dry your skin, uh, that can age your skin, cause irritation. So when it comes to cleansing, there's a lot of things to think about. And then of course, serums. So you mentioned, um, our serum. So our, our, um, hella hydrating serum is, so your skin needs, your skin is, has actually like pretty basic needs. Your skin needs two things. It needs moisture and it needs hydration. Now there's a million skincare products that can provide you with moisture and hydration, but how many of them are also nourishing your skin? So you want moisture, you want hydration, but you also want to nourish your skin to literally feed your skin. 
So that's why I'm a big fan of products that do both moisture and hydration, but then also have lots of good botanicals in there that can provide your skin with nutrition. Now, of course, you don't absorb absolutely everything, uh, but you know, using the cleanest products possible that aren't loaded with preservatives, because as soon as you put water into any skincare product or cosmetic, you have to add preservatives. And you have to do that because water breeds bacteria. So this is why I am not a fan of adding water to cosmetics, to um, really any personal care products, uh, because it's often just a filler. And then all these other additives have to be put in there. And if you have really sensitive skin and you're using a product that has like 20 ingredients, good luck trying to figure out which ingredient could be potentially irritating your skin, or it could be, you know, it could be five different ingredients. So I'm all about skinimalism, which is fewer products with fewer ingredients. And that's why our Hella Hydrating Serum, to circle back to that. And I'm sorry, I don't want this to be like a salesy pitch for Hello Joyous. I'm just just aware of that. Um, But our Hella Hydrating Serum moisturizes because it has cold-pressed organic rosehip oil. So you get those fatty acids literally nourishing the lipid layer of your skin. And then hyaluronic acid, which is such an amazing beauty booster because that hydrates your skin. But then because of the cold pressed um, rosehip oil, you have all those antioxidants, you have beta carotene. There's so much in there that is nourishing your skin. So it can literally replace a moisturizer. Now, some people still like to use a moisturizer, but you really don't have to. If you're you know, if you have good lifestyle habits in place, if you drink water and you don't drink a ton of alcohol and you eat hydrating foods and fruits and vegetables and you have good skincare, your skincare can be kept really simple. Definitely. I love that skin. Can you say it again? Skinimalism. I know it's a funny word to say. But I was part of that camp too, where, yeah, you felt like you ha- your skin had to be kind of like tingling and taut for it to be right? clean. And then I started using different products and I'm like, yeah, is it really cleaning my skin? But then my skin started to look even clearer. And I always wonder about, you know, getting any sort of makeup off, but even like those oils, right? That can really help to get rid of the makeup probably more than any sort of water-based foam cleanser. Oh, totally. Like I'm really not a fan of foam cleansers because they really are too stripping. I mean, there's some foam cleansers that don't have SLS and SLS is like an industrial foaming cleanser for like machinery. Uh, and that is put in so many skincare products. Uh, and even if it's a more natural form of SLS, I just really like, I'm just really not, not a fan. Um, unless, you know, I, I see like some people who have like super oily skin and they're like, oh, foaming cleansers is the only way to get rid of the excess oil, but really want to get to the root cause of why is your skin producing so much oil in the first place? You know, is it your diet? Are you eating a lot of sugar? Uh, and you know, because excess insulin, um, actually makes your skin produce more oil. Um, is it, are your hormones imbalanced? Like there's, you really want to get to the root cause of, uh, of what's going on. And I think that's a good place to start. Cause I think a lot a lot of people think, oh, like my skincare, I have to change my skincare or, um, but there's so many root causes to, to skin issues. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, and then, yeah, you shared, you know, limiting the sugar, being careful with sun, obviously incorporating those healthy foods. Are there any other lifestyle habits that you find are key for our skin and any sort of new kind of like tools or biohacking out there that you feel can improve the way our skin looks and feels? Yeah, there's so many. Uh, I would say, so I think exercise is, you know, boosting your circulation is so key for healthy skin uh, because when you boost circulation, this brings nutrition um, towards the surface. So when you exercise and you get flushed and you're, you've increased your heart rate, this ha- I mean, has so many more benefits, obviously beyond just the skin, but can greatly benefit the skin sleep. There are some really great studies actually that have shown that people who get, um, less than seven hours of sleep per night have skin that is less 
moisturized than people who are getting seven plus seven to nine hours of sleep per night. So I don't know what the exact mechanism is behind that. Like why more sleep ensures more moisturized skin. Of course, inflammation is going to come into play when you're sleep deprived, but is it, it is interesting to note that there have been studies done on that. And I mean, I can, I can personally relate and share that if I don't have a good night's sleep, uh, my skin, because I had rosacea for many years, I'm just prone to to redness. So as soon as I don't have a good sleep, I know when I wake up in the morning that my skin is going to be more red. So that's why I get out, I get out my magical mist, which is like my best friend. I carry it with me everywhere, which is a toner, but it's so soothing because of all the botanicals in it. And I spritz my face right away and it has such like a soothing effect, but sleep is a really really big one. And of course, for someone who has um, dark under eye circles or puffiness, sleep is so, so key. And also sleeping, you know, where it makes sure that your room is cool enough. If it's too warm, this can lead to like puffiness, puffy eyes, dry eyes. Um, so those are all good habits. And how you sleep too. I know this is a hard one to change, but if you sleep on your face, or like on your tummy, obviously you're not sleeping face down in the pillow, but if you're sleeping on your tummy um, or on your side, um, this actually, your skin may wrinkle faster than if you lie on your back. And it makes sense because if you're, your face, I'm smushing my face, if, you're, if your face is kind of all smushed, like, you know, when that happens, when you wake up in the morning, you have like a giant line on your cheek because you realize you've been sleeping funny how you sleep, um, you know, there, how you sleep can even impact how quickly your skin wrinkles. And then of course, stress, you know, I used to, as a nutritionist, I used to work one-on-one uh, with clients. I don't do that anymore, but you know, on my forms, I had a question where I would ask people, what are your stress levels? Like, can you rate your stress, uh, from level one to level 10, 10 being like the most extreme. And then obviously I, you know, in working with someone, I would always know their age because that was on my wellness intake form as well. And I can tell you always, every single time when I noticed that someone looked a lot older than their actual age, when I looked at their stress levels, they always had very high levels of stress and stress just breaks down the body promotes inflammation, not acute stress, short-term stress. Sure. That's fine. That helps us get through, you know, difficult situations or helps us do a presentation or work under pressure, which is no problem, but it's that chronic low-grade stress that really ages our skin. So, you know, having uh, good stress management strategies in place, whether that is just breathing with awareness you know, sometimes talking about meditation can can seem a bit intimidating and like, oh, okay, I have to start a meditation practice. That's like, so I don't have time for that. Um, I think just simply, you know, breathing with awareness before you go to bed to calm down before you go to bed, um, be in more sort of a calm state and not checking your news alerts right before you go to bed are some really great things to do. Amazing. Yeah. I find too, like, even if I look at my friends that don't have kids in general, they look a lot younger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course, the ones that have this, you know, bad yeah, it's external so stress is different, but it definitely. Well, I never had white hair. Yeah. It's true. I never had white hair until like I, you know, two and a half years of breastfeeding. I was like, oh, because I always like my, it's just in my, everyone in my family has like their gray hairs come like pretty late. Like I have an aunt who is my aunt Denise. I don't think she's 70 yet. And she has like no gray hair. She's like never dyed her hair. So the McCarthy's, they, the McCarthy's don't go gray early. However, you you know, we're the same age and I'm definitely, I've definitely started getting white hairs after having a child. I don't know if it's the worry or it was breastfeeding for two and a half years. Who knows? But yeah, it's all, it's going to happen sooner. Tolerate things, but then it does keep us young in certain ways too. So, you know, it's a trade Yes, that's very true. That's so true. I'm in the know of all the pop songs. I'm (laughs) now that my daughter's eight, (laughs) like, I feel like from that aspect, it does keep you young, right? Because you got to stay up to date and know like their lingo and all that kind of thing. Exactly. We have to learn what they're learning and keep them active and moving. So definitely that can 
increase our exercise. So um, the exercise, I love that you mentioned that too, to support our skin health. What are your thoughts on things like face yoga, red light therapy for skin? Mm -hmm. Like, do you feel like anything is promising in that respect? Yeah, I actually, um, there's this woman I follow. It's probably the same woman maybe you're referring to. I don't know. She has like millions of followers on Instagram. She has a YouTube channel and she does the face yoga. I'm a huge fan of that because anything you can do to stimulate circulation in your face, why not? I mean, I don't know that there's been any research done on that because people just haven't been doing it long enough. But I, I'm definitely a fan of that, especially if you're doing that, you know, when you put on a nice serum on your face, um, that can really benefit. Um, in terms of red light, so I actually, I got my, I, so I have a red, a red light uh, therapy tool, I guess you could call it like a little box. Um, I got it in January, 2020. And the only reason I got it was because I was curious uh, to see how it would impact my skin. But there wasn't like there, and to my knowledge, till this date, I don't know that there is solid research to say that like infrared lights boost collagen production. Certainly, some of these companies say it does. Um, but anyways, I I got one, and you know, I used it really like religiously for a year. Now I can't say I, you know, it took years off my skin or anything, but you know, the benefits that I did notice had nothing to do with my skin, but it was still good. Like I noticed that because I got it in January and then it was throughout the pandemic, I noticed that it boosted my mood and it also helped me when I did it because it can mimic, it's like, um, it's like looking at the sunrise or looking at the sunset. So I found for me, it really helped my circadian rhythm. So I guess indirectly it helped my skin because um, it just helped me have a better sleep. So whether I did it first thing in the morning or at night before bed, I just found that it improved my mood. It helped my sleep. And of course, sleep helps with skin um, because your skin repairs more in the night than any other time in the 24-hour period. And um, of course, sleep is so anti-inflammatory. So I'm a fan I just don't know that the research is there in terms of the lights. I also had, I also tried out one of those masks. Have you seen those mask lights? You put them on your face and you can do like blue light or yellow light. No, I haven't. Yeah, they're really, really like trendy right now. I was actually at a show on the weekend and there was a booth and they were selling them there. I actually, um, when my rosacea was really bad, I bought one because I found like a very popular one that had like a a 60 day money back guarantee because I don't know, it was a few hundred dollars and I didn't want to, I wanted to make sure this thing was going to work for me. Um, And I actually didn't notice a difference and I didn't really like it. Um, I liked just using my red light box better. Um, So I didn't, I'm sorry to say, I know a lot of people are like into them, but I I didn't personally, and I had like a serious skin issue and I really, I really did not notice a difference. I mean, it was relaxing, you know, lying, lying on my bed with this like mask on my face. You can't do it if you feel any amount of claustrophobia, of course. Um, But you know, I, I, it's questionable. Are these things, are they benefiting our skin? I'm, I'm not really sure. I, I still feel I feel like the best way to, you know, slow down premature aging, to have that healthy, glowing, hydrated skin is it's really, it's inside and it's outside. It's what you eat and it is using the right skincare. I think those are like the two key things. And then I know we already talked about like not baking your, not baking your face in the sun. (laughs) (laughs) Makes sense, right? Like it doesn't have to be fancy or flashy. And yeah, just, I like that you brought in the breathing too, because I've had some patients get hyperbaric oxygen treatments, not for skin, but if they're experiencing hearing loss, et cetera. And when they come see me, their skin is so dewy and glowy. There can be harmful temporary effects from it in terms of like vision changes. Um, but I thought that was really interesting. So I think even just like doing proper breath work, you know, doing mm-hmm. um, different types of breathing exercises, exercising, getting that oxygen and the circulation going is going to be huge as well. So just, yeah, keep it simple. We don't have to have all the fancy tools, but thank you for sharing your experiences with those. And I'm getting into the face yoga a little bit, although I haven't been consistent. Yeah. And I'm like, I think I could do five minutes a day and it 
makes sense. Totally. Like how even we like hold our facial expressions, right? If people are like right. having straining faces all the time or wrinkling their foreheads, I'm trying mm-hmm. to like be like more relaxed with my facial expressions, but still expressive. It's kind of a funny balance to, <laughs> to just yeah, totally from wrinkling too much. But um, and then, you know, more people are moving to Botox injections, other mm-hmm. like fillers or procedures. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I would say, uh, so I'll share from like a very personal perspective. It's not for me. I don't plan, maybe if you ask me this in 10 more years when I'm in my fifties, but I don't know. I just, I, it's not for me because I feel like I, I'm not trying to look like I'm 20, um, or 30. I want to look my age, but I want to look good. I want to look like a healthy 45 year old woman. I, and I'm, I just, I mean, we don't, we don't know what injecting these things it does to our body in the long term. You know, they haven't been sure they've been around. I mean, how many decades now? Not that maybe I'd say it's really only been in the last 10 years that it's very popular to do injections and Botox and people younger and younger, like 20 year olds. Now you see Mm. getting different injections. I don't want to judge anyone's reasons for doing it, but it's not for me. And I also, you know, I have a daughter and being a girl mom, I want Vienna to know that I love myself just as I am. And I don't, I don't want to get like that puffy face look. I just want to look like me. And I want my expressions, my smile and my laugh lines. When I smile, I want people to know that I'm happy and I'm smiling Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I want my expressions to show through. But, uh, you know, if someone decides that's, that makes them feel better, I think that's fine. I just know for me, it just is not something that resonates with me. I think it also depends on like your social circle too. Like I think of all my friends and like my closest friends, I don't know anyone who's doing any injections. So I see that there's the peer pressure for that too. Cause you know, I chat with people on Instagram and stuff and people often ask me if I, if I do Botox or I do different injections and they're like, Oh, like all my friends do it. And I feel like I should. And so it's interesting how there's that peer pressure aspect of it as well. Uh, but I don't feel that because like I said, None of my friends do, but I do feel, you know, to be honest, like all these like filters that are on social media, this is why, um, I'm so anti-filter because I don't like when I like joke around and like play with one, like if Walker, my husband and I are joking around with one and we're like playing with it, I'm like, Oh, look how we look like with this. I don't want to think that I look more attractive, not as myself, you know, with my face totally smoothed out and my lips bigger and my nose, my nose thinner. So, you know, that's the reason I don't even use those filters because I need to see how I look. I need to love myself just as I am. And I don't, so I think even like, you know, even though they seem harmless, I think like filters, like for young people are actually like really damaging for your self-esteem because especially so many people see us, they only see us online. What happens when they see you in person and you're like, okay, uh, you look totally different. So that's why I'm always so cognizant about like, I really, I don't use those filters because when someone sees me in person, I want them to know that this is me and I look the same. It was funny, mm-hmm. actually, when I saw you at that CHFA show, there was this one woman that came over and she's like, I don't know what she meant by this, but it just made me laugh. She's like, you look so different in person. And I was like, oh, oh wow, you look the same to me. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, what does that mean? I was, I was like, okay. She's like, it's very interesting. And I was like, I wonder if I don't know why she thinks that because I, I feel like I really, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't use, I don't use those filters and I, because I, and I don't do those injections because I just want people to see me for me. And, but I feel like we're becoming fewer, it's fewer and far between that people Mm -hmm. our age are not doing that kind of thing. And I think it's like kind of sad, but I don't know, I guess there's different ways to look at it because some people that's, that's, I guess it's just becoming more and more the norm. 
Mm-hmm. I guess it's like, you know, instead of getting a tattoo now, you're going to get like some lip fillers, but I'm on board with you. Like I, I want to be able to age and, and be healthy and feel good and age naturally and still accept, you know, the lines and the changes that happen. Of course, there's always a bit of struggle in the beginning when you notice something and you're like, oh, yes. okay, this is new. Let me sit with that. Let me get used to that. But it's a sign of a good life like, in like the laugh lines and all of that. Right. right? So exactly. we wanna, yeah, we want to be, be ourselves. But to each their own. I know some people get them because they look, they feel like they're, they look mad because their forehead has those wrinkles and it changes their facial True. expressions. So, you know, to each their own. But where I'm at right now, again, maybe ask me in 10 years, um, I'm, you know, not thinking of those and my circle and my mom, like just my role models have, have never had that. Um, right. Who knows? My tune may change, but thank you for sharing yeah, your perspective right? on that. Mm-hmm. Well, I have Definitely. bangs though. I'm I have bangs do help. Me too. <laughs> you Me have too, bangs yeah. too. I used exactly. to always joke. I used to always joke bangs, not Botox, but that's not the reason <laughs> I have bangs. I just like saying that because it sounds really funny. Um, but that's the reality. It does if I, you know, if I did have those elevens, the those wrinkles that they're called their elevens, then you know, bangs definitely do yeah. hide them. <laughs> we have we have other ways right now that are working, so we can see. Exactly. Uh, but thank you for sharing all of that information. Are we? Is there anything else you want to add before we move to the second part of the podcast? No, I know that's. Okay. Uh, You're I think, very yeah, thorough. Yeah, lots of good yeah. stuff. Yeah, amazing. So now we'll share our super mom moment. I can go first, so you can think of one. But mm-hmm. um, so my super mom moment is that yeah, we've had some busy weekends doing a lot of fun stuff like going to the cottage and Wonderland and seeing family. Oh, fun. But this yeah, which is great. But then we got behind on everything, right? So this Saturday it was like, okay, let us take care of some cleaning and laundry and cooking and carving the pumpkin and just kind of setting up for the week. And it felt really good. So it's I started the week off on a good foot. It's it's fun to have like a packed fun Saturday too. But sometimes you just need those days where you can play a little bit of catch up and slow down. So that's my super mom moment yes. to not over schedule. Yeah. What's your super mom moment, Joy? So uh, my husband went away for a few days last week. So shout out to all the single moms out there. <laughs> so I felt like a super mom because uh, so Walker and I, because we work together and we work from home, we really do share the household chores and we co-parent and I really feel like everything is like pretty much 50-50. So, you know, when he does travel, whether it's for work or for fun, I really got to step up my mom game. So, you know, I felt like I was a super mom last week, like just doing it all. And I was like, wow, wow. I don't know how like the single parents out there it's yeah it's it's tough you don't get it's a break tough. but yeah i don't know i made it through it either you did it yay so that's I know, definitely i did it i got moment. through <laughs> and then hopefully you handed everything over to walker and you're like i'm yeah, out of here exactly i'm like okay exactly <laughs> bedtime routine you are on it <laughs> totally <laughs> love it um and i know we're doing the best we can but we'll share our mama mess up so i can go first so i gave yeah. myself kind of like a challenge in my head and i didn't tell anybody so now i'm telling people so i'm gonna have to stick to it because it's you know doing something new different uncomfortable once a week which doesn't sound that hard and i was doing it for a few weeks. So I did like I went to this conference and I jumped in with both feet and said yes to all the extra activities and just, you know, was all in as opposed to just kind of like being there part partly there. And then I did like a sunrise social at Ontario Place where it's like a cold plunge, outdoor sauna, yoga, breath work event. So I did that. And then this past week, though, I've I've failed. I was going to try to go to the pink studio and do like a dance class or something different, but I need to get back on that. So putting it out there, I think I'll actually do it because a lot of times we can just fall into our comfort zone and it moving into, you know, late fall, early winter. It's harder to get out, but this is my challenge. Yeah. So my mess up was whoops I dropped the ball this week but I'm gonna get back on it um enjoy I know you're doing an awesome job but can you think of a mama mess up to share yes how much time do we have no (laughs) I'm kidding (laughs) um yeah actually I I mean it's not that big of a deal but I still was annoyed with myself I totally forgot um when it was picture day at school for Vienna (laughs) So I was so annoyed at myself. 
because I like to do her hair and I'm then we talk about her outfit and I totally forgot and the other thing I forgot was that um it was Halloween dress up for at her dance studio and so like we got an email like a week in advance don't forget you know your kid can wear their Halloween outfit and I've I totally forgot so but Vienna told me she didn't care about either. So I, did, oh, I, I still felt great. a little annoyed with myself, but I was like, I was most worried about the dance studio one, but she's like, oh, she didn't even care. So I was like, okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> You're still doing an awesome job. I know there's so many things to keep track of. And even if I like oh brush gosh. through his hair the morning of photo day, he'll like style it himself. So it's all spiky. I'm like, whatever. Oh, he just goes with it now. So it's kind of entertaining because we have some pretty cute, but funny pictures. So. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but you're still doing an awesome job. Yeah, there's so much to keep up on. Um, and now we'll share our mama must have. So I have two. So I definitely love those skincare products I mentioned. And I'm so into the eye elixir now. I do feel like I have less bags under my eyes, but I use the hydrating, the hella hydrating serum and the fresh face daily cleanser. And I'm also in love with Nelly's laundry stick. So I've been cleaning mm. out some stains and it works so well. So it's a all natural stick, just that you put some water on the spot of the stain and rub in the stick and then kind of rub it together. And then you just wash your laundry as normal. So those are my mama must haves. And Joy, what are you totally into right now? What are you loving? Well, first of all, I need a good laundry stick. I'm going to try those. I haven't tried that brand in years, but oh my gosh, the stains on kids' clothes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) I got to get on that. Um, My must have is a good book. So I got my first e-reader in at the end of June And honestly, I've read more books in the last, what, three, four months than I've read in like the last 10 years. I love having an e-reader. I always was so against it, but I just, I read every single day and now because to me, it's just like so easy and I've read so many good books. So I would say my mama must have is a good book because I feel so much more relaxed when I read at night as opposed to um, watching TV. And the other thing is when I come to bed, if I, if I come to bed and I'm not like, for the most part, I go to sleep right away, but there are definitely some of those nights when I come to bed and I'm like, Oh, I think it's going to be one of those nights where I lay here for like half an hour, 45 minutes, just waiting for sleep to come to me. And I find if I just start reading, then it just really relaxes me. And then I can just turn it off in like 10 minutes because it does, it has a light on it. That's not like the blue lights, not disruptive. So anyways, Great. yeah. Oh, that's a good one. And that, yeah, you can fit so many books on there. And I know people love those for travel too. So thank you yes. for sharing. That's a good one. Um, so now I'll show Yeah, And how can people connect with you and reach you? Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at joyous health. So it's J O Y O U S health. Uh, you can find um, my website where I have hundreds of free recipes, joyoushealth.com. And then of course, hello joyous, um, all our amazing skincare. You can find us on Instagram and it's the same. Hello, J O Y O U S. We'll link to all those in the show notes. So thanks again, Joy, uh, for coming on. We'll have to get you on for a fourth time down the road because I always love all the information you share. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Oh, my pleasure. And I'll just share what else is happening. So Dr. Tony's next hypnobirthing session for expecting parents looking to decrease fear and anxiety to support their natural instincts around labor and birth is happening soon. So you can join her at www.hypnobirthingcalgary.com forward slash register. And thank you everybody for listening today. You can email us or connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram. We'd love you to subscribe, leave us a review and a five-star rating if you enjoyed this episode. And you can also support us by visiting our Patreon page. Please tell your perimenopausal mama friends about us too. So stay safe and healthy, everybody. Bye.